WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off, Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, above the age of 18, of course, welcome back to the WrestlePlug State of Wrestling Address. Now, every week or every other week, depending on whether there's news or not, because sometimes the week can be fucking boring, and sometimes I just simply can't be asked. But every week, we like to delve our toe into the news pit that is wrestling. Now, of course, the State Wrestling Address is also available in an audio format. So if you listen to WrestlePlug's audio podcast, welcome. And if you don't, you can check us out across any number of podcasting platforms by simply searching for WrestlePlug and clicking subscribe. I'm Aaron X, but I cannot talk about wrestling news alone because that'd just be a bit boring. So with the WrestlePlug bar, sports bar, open for business, I have the perfect partner in mind. He comes from Canada, which means that he is the Duke of Diabetes. He is the Maple Leaf Magician. He has three times the microphone skills of Kenny Omega and frankly, six times the amount of insulin. He is, as they would say in Japanese wrestling, particularly after what I saw of AEW this week, we can son the Kenny! Oh, I hope that's not racially insensitive. It probably is, but I am Egyptian, so feel free to throw all your terrorism jokes below right now. Hmm. That's none of my business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's none of my business. Wrestling news, Mr. Wilkinson. I don't know how clued up you are on this week's subjects. Turns out that uh, a graphic went viral courtesy of WWE's Fox Twitter account. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen this. I've been back to work recently, so my social media presence has been uh, non-existent. What that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that Carl Wilkinson has a life. (laughs) But I shall endeavour to help you out with this one. So, basically, um, this is going via wrestlinginc.com, but obviously if you check out Twitter, you'll be able to see it. So, the WWE on Fox Twitter account released one of these graphics where you've got $15, create your perfect Survivor Series team, okay? So, $1, $2, $3, $4, $5 tiers. You've seen them. We all know what they're like. We've even shared them on the WrestlePlug from time to time. Um, Simply put, Natalia got a knickers in a twist, and some would say rightfully so. So um, the Build Your Team for $15 graphic called on fans to use different tiers of superstars to build their WWE Dream teams. Now, I shall give you the tiers, Mr. Wilkinson, and you can give your live opinions on what you think of this. So starting with the $1 tier, we had Liv Morgan, uh, Ruby Riot, Natalia, and Peyton Royce. I think at least three of those are worth more than $1. Yeah. Um, in the $2 tier, we had Naomi, Lana, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> the $3 uh, tier, uh, Rhea Ripley, 
the tag team champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and Alexa Bliss. The $4 tier included Raw Women's Champion Asuka, the WWE NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, NXT UK Women's Champion Kelly Ray and Bianca Belair, and the $5 tier Shock Horror had Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte Flair. What, the four horsewomen? No way. Well, I know, right? It's almost like they've pretty much been in charge of the women's division for the better part of five years. Uh, the graphic was deleted due to the backlash from wrestlers and fans, but you can see a screenshot of it on Wrestle, uh, WrestlingInc.com, and I'm sure if you just search for it on Twitter, you'll be able to find it. Um, <laughs> Fox posted another now-deleted tweet in response to the backlash and wrote, seems we chose violence today. That's awkward as well. Um, Fox... The- has quite the reputation as it is. Uh, Natalia took to Twitter with a lengthy statement on being included in the $1 tier. This is what she had to say. I have struggled for years to figure out exactly what my worth is, but I won't allow anyone to pick that number for me. As hurtful as seeing this is, I want it to be known that if I ever find myself under all of these wonderful women, it's because I am a pillar and a foundation of what we are doing. So please keep the $1 because anyone, $1, sorry, because anyone who knows anything knows how priceless I am. Uh, Bliss responded to Natalia uh, stating, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this tier thing either. Kayla Braxton said, love you now. Your leadership, skill, drive, influence, and heart are priceless. Cesaro even offered his support, writing always heart emoji. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We live in a weird world, don't we? <laughs> uh, WWE creative team member, you'll recognize this name, Dewey Foley. Uh, also oh, waited. I forgot. I forgot he was on the creative team. I, I read it. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, that last sentence is perfect. There are people who actually know how the business works, and there are people who think they know how it works. For those who understand it inside and out, you are priceless, Dewey wrote. Yeah, well, just so we're pointing things out, just for sheer clarity, you were still my worst wrestler of the year for 2020, so cry me a fucking river. <laughs> I'm just going all in on the heel while we're here. Uh, loads more stuff. Sean Benjamin got involved. He demanded that WWE and Fox delete it. He then went on this tirade where people were saying, I hope you're showing the same level of energy for racism, etc." And a lot of people pointing out the hypocrisy of the statements, bearing in mind that a lot of these people obviously work for a company that is, shall we say, quite nefarious with its reputation at best. So, yeah, it goes on and on and on, and you can still see it now. Even I was a little bit more outraged. I'll tell you what I aimed my outrage at, the fact that Liv Morgan was only in the $1 tier. I think that is disgraceful, but it is what it is. Carl Wilkinson, um, what do you make of this? And also, do you think it warrants the sheer ferocity of social media backlash, and particularly uh, from the wrestlers? Do you think the wrestlers are being too sensitive? I mean, kind of. These numbers are arbitrary. They literally mean nothing. Just because you're in a $1 tier doesn't mean you're bad. Sure, Natalia might not be the most exciting wrestler to watch, but she is right in the statement that, you know, she is a pillar. She's been here forever. She is still a great worker. Sure, kind of boring character-wise, but she always really has been. But she's still a great worker, still the only female graduate of the Heart Dungeon. No one can take that away from her. So people just looking at these numbers going, oh my God, someone's worth a dollar or three dollars. I'm worth like three fifty at most. I was gonna drop a tree fitty joke in three at fitty. some point. Yeah. That's, tree fitty. <laughs> yeah. That I, I would cost my classify myself as a as a tree fitty. Does it mean anything? No, it's a South Park reference, and so it's funny. I don't understand why people get so worked up about this. It, it does not matter. People having a dollar value next to their name from 
oh wow wwe on fox what we do i guess that account means uh it runs your life everything it says is gospel yeah. you know your own worth it i've said it already but it does not fucking matter just take it in stride you know you could get what's the difference if she goes up to two dollars is that does that make it better no i don't think so it's just a fucking number dude this i like i'm glad to see the wrestlers supporting each other because this industry as we've seen lately has a lot of negativity a lot of um subtle nuances of racism and predatory actions that aren't subtle in the slightest so it's cool in that aspect but for the most part it it does not fucking matter. Yeah, no, I, I when I first saw it, I thought fair enough. Um, I don't get to choose what people are offended and outraged by, but I do get to react to what people are offended and outraged by and give you my opinions. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, do I have the thickest skin in the world? No, I've been called many things and had things levered at me and felt like that was a bit unfair or whatever, but <sighs> This seems really low on the end of the spectrum. In a world where people are dying in bus crashes, you know, we've had natural disasters, again, where people are passing away. You know, our our good brother, you know, um, I don't know what he'd like to be called on this podcast. Uh, We'll go with Louisiana Man, just for legal purposes. But, I mean, you know, he pretty much almost lost his house and everything in it. And yet, here's these... Very obnoxious wrestlers taking to social media when they earn a substantial amount more than a majority of us do, basically crying about a graphic. And I personally couldn't give two flying fucks. And the thing is, why should you care anyway? You know, if you're Natalia, your legacy's set. And it frustrates me because you can't come out with statements like Dewey Fody did saying, like, oh, well, some people think they know about the business. Well, obviously, you're butthurt enough. If these people's opinions don't matter, if these people don't know anything about the business, why are you giving them the time of day? Why are you bringing them cadence by mentioning it on social media? This is unfortunately what happens when you give everybody access to social media. You might have noticed that I'm wearing this T-shirt <laughs> very good reason which i love um, by the way big fan it's great isn't it wrestling memes who actually wrestles over here a uk wrestler and also runs the wrestling memes twitter account which he's very famous for you can get it for 20 quid absolute bargain it's fantastic shout out to him great merch bought it off him at a show where he wrestled i do believe vader scott in a <laughs> in a um intergender match it was weird but good fun it has to be said um yeah no i what what else can i say these wrestlers are being sensitive. I get, for Sean Benjamin in particular, I get it. And obviously, just because you're black doesn't mean that you just have to fight racial injustice. You know, there is so much going on in the world. But it just felt like he just kept pouring more gasoline on the fire and winding people up even more. And the really sad thing is, the Fox, we all know to be a more, shall we say, right-wing, Republican-based kind of sporting broadcasting company. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. Well... This is actually very low down the list of things that they've done wrong. And to be honest, I think they just dropped it because that that account actually has been quite spicy and people have been celebrating it now for a while since they moved uh, SmackDown to Fox and they've been talking about how funny this Twitter account is now. They're always, you know, getting in on the banter and all this kind of stuff. I just, I don't understand why this is a big deal. And like I say, I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't be offended by but fucking hell you know i'll be honest with you mate 
I wake up every day wondering sometimes where the next meal is coming from. So when I look at something like this, I think, fuck off. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it annoys they, me. It really does they, annoy they, me. They got to pick their battles, man. That is not a battle worth fighting. You know? Hmm. It frustrates me because ultimately, like I say, there are a lot of people really struggling to live right now. And these people should count themselves lucky that they not only have such a great job that pays so well, but they're also afforded the opportunity to go on social media like we are. And we're in a much poorer circumstance than they are. Um, you know, I just feel like they should understand and pick their battles a bit better, like you say. So it is what it is. Uh, as a very quick aside note, I don't really give a shit, but ratings were up for AEW Dynamite and NXT. Yes, indeed. Money, money, money. Uh, NXT actually right up AEW Dynamite's arsehole. I believe it was about 30 or 40,000 difference this week. Any thoughts on that? I mean... No, because I've never cared about this whole ratings war to begin oh. with, because all that matters is people are watching wrestling on Wednesdays. I don't care. I mean, I haven't watched Dynamite in months because I've been watching and listening to your reviews, and it's shit, so I don't care. I can't watch NXT Live, so I can't add to that. I'm not going to only watch Dynamite because I can't watch NXT. That's stupid. If I don't really support the product, why would I watch it? That is very true. That being said, one thing that I did think was worth a mention was actually the fact that Tuesday's post-no-surrender uh, edition of Impact Wrestling, uh, featuring the fallout, of course, from the pay-per-view, uh, drew 197,000 viewers on Access TV, and apparently that is their biggest rating since December when Kenny Omega showed up on the show. So that shows that actually, even though he's not on the show right now, they're obviously trending in the right direction. And although it's a small win, and it may just be because of the fallout from what was frankly yeah, a very, very good pay-per-view. And of course, you can check out the review of that on this YouTube channel if you wish. And it's got extensive highlights. Shout out to you, Anthem, because you don't get butter and send me cease and desists every time I put a few cheeky gifts in. Um, but I, I, I was just pleased because this was also a show where we saw, oh boy, Josh Alexander and TJP have a absolute worldie of a contest for the X Division Championship. And, you know, I'm just thrilled because essentially the highlight of that entire show was Josh Alexander versus DJP. We're obviously huge fans of, well, let's just be honest, we're huge marks and Josh Alexander, man crush. But it's great to know that the show where he truly excelled and really came out to the world again as a single star. And obviously we know a bit better in that regard, but we don't want to be too, you know, obnoxious about it. Um, it's I mean, great I to know that actually there are more eyeballs on that product. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure there were a lot of people that were worried when, you know, now that Ethan Page is gone, they're going to be like, what's Josh Alexander going to do? He's going to be Impact World Champion by the end of the year. Mark my fucking words right now. Yep. And if they don't do it, they've made a huge mistake. Can people stop going online and saying Josh Alexander is going to be a big deal? You heard it here first. How long have we been going on about this for? <laughs> and we weren't out in front about it either. Destiny Wrestling trusted this man with their title many, many moons ago. Like... <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in the know have known that Josh Alexander is special for a long time and people are just all of a sudden reacting to it. This is the problem with social media. This called it mentality. And I know a few people who are associated with this podcast who like to go called it because they spend all down the dirt sheets. I, I really don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, surely... As soon as you saw Josh Alexander, you must have known how special he was. It doesn't take a great match for TJP for us to know that. It certainly helps his stock, and particularly for casual fans who might have tuned in, that's great news. But 
I don't know. I maybe I'm just sounding a bit obnoxious, but I feel like it's pretty obvious and has been for some time that Josh Alexander is extremely, extremely talented. Um, did you watch? Uh, did you watch any of Dynamite? By the way, this week, I did not. Uh, JR accidentally called Drew McIntyre, uh, accidentally called Kenny Omega, excuse me, the WWE champion on live broadcast. (laughs) It's a small thing, but I just thought it was funny and it was worth a mention. And then to make matters even better, Drew McIntyre's got a good sense of humour. He goes on Twitter, he posts a picture of himself like this in the chair going. And he just puts in the caption, the WWE champion Drew McIntyre is not amused. (laughs) Just... Just a, a long line of a litany of errors coming from JR's gob at this point, mate. It's just sad. It's just sad. You can't, I can't even say anymore. You guys have heard me say it hundreds of times before. I believe JR is ruining his legacy every week. Take him off. Just get Excalibur and Taz to do it. Uh, I hear they do great with stuff on Dark. So just let them do it. Shivani, I couldn't give two shits about it. He can hang it with Britt Baker and do her Starbucks. I don't fucking care. So just, just take him off. Keep him behind the scenes. Let him do like talent relations and shit like he did for WWE back in the day. But just get him off the desk, man. He doesn't need to be there anymore. All around me are familiar faces. <laughs> I um, I just, I, I thought it was very amusing. <laughs> He's standing there with Don Callis and the good brothers and, oh dear. Um, it was it was weird. Like I watch Dynamite now for fun, not because I genuinely want to see good wrestling. I watch it because I think, oh, maybe there'll be something shit that I can tear apart. I know that sounds awful, but I watch it because it's carny. And also, you know, people apparently enjoy listening to me talk about it on the YouTube channel, which is great. And shout out to our subscribers. We're almost at 250, which is amazing. So, you know, once we get to 300, ladies and gentlemen, more T-shirt giveaways. Not necessarily this beauty, but definitely more T-shirt giveaways and more merch and art and everything else that you can imagine. I really want to make this a very cool place for wrestling fans to hang out with. Who doesn't want to hang out in this glorious sports bar? I mean, look at it. Neon signs the lot. Fuels by alcoholism? Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, frankly, that's the most important part of this setup, ultimately, because trust me, if you watch Dynamite regularly, you'll want to start drinking too. Um, um, I'll make mine a uh, non alcoholic cocktail, thank you. Or a mocktail, as we like to call them over here. I don't know what they call them in Canada. Ah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, see, Canada knows. I bet America's got something else. For Canada, uh, America probably just calls it fucking pussy drinks. <laughs> because oh, it's, definitely, it's definitely because it's so American. Be like, a, give me that, dear girly drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, brief bit of news here for you. Former Impact World Champion Tessa Blanchard remains a free agent. And it seems like AEW has no immediate plans of signing her, according to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> On tonight's AEW Dynamite post-show, uh, which obviously was from Wednesday, uh, Schiavone was asked if AEW was considering bringing in Blanchard to bolster his women's division. He said, yes, I don't think that's happening, said Schiavone, when asked if he had any intel. At least not anytime soon. I would have heard that if she's coming over. Uh, obviously, since you got married to Daga, shout out to Daga. Oh, boy. Got a lovely photo. I met Daga at uh, Super Strong Star. What a gentleman. Really awesome human being. Met him and Aerostar. They were uh, looking after it. It was really sweet. Daga was translating for Aerostar. He didn't speak any English. Daga, by the way, speaks immaculate English. You wouldn't have even thought he was fucking Mexican if he hadn't pointed out. Um, but they were both just so cool really lovely guys and just reaffirmed my love for trip they are but 
yeah, uh, ever since Tessa Blanchard got married to Daga, she has pretty much been playing her cards very close to her chest, and apparently she's not going to make a decision until the pandemic has completely been lifted and removed, which could be a long time, if we're being honest. So, yeah, that's... Um, uh, I, I mean, what I... I don't. I'd rather see her in NXT to be honest, because yeah. AEW's women divisions is, is shit. Sure, they've got like that women's eliminator tournament going on. I'll have to catch up on that at some point because we all know we all love women's wrestling here. So we'll have to catch up on that. But I mean, their division's still shit, just because they have a good tournament going. I haven't seen the matches, so I don't know if they're great. But it's still a potential step in the right direction. But their division's still shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so speaking of women's, actually, women's wrestling and AEW, I don't know if you saw any of the Japanese bracket that was afforded to people via the YouTube channel. Really recommend you check it out. Everyone should check it out. It was actually really good. Um, Hana Kimura, there was a lovely tribute to her by a wrestler called Venny, who was actually wearing her kimono. Um, I thought it was just worth a mention. Uh, I believe it's May the 23rd, which is the one-year anniversary of her passing. Her mum will be... Uh, producing a really really cool looking uh tribute show to her which will also be ran in conjunction i believe with stardom so i thought that was worth a mention that's probably going to be quite a star-studded uh, event so obviously we'll be looking to check that out and cover that for the podcast because you know we all miss Hannah dearly um and yeah no for all my gesticulations about AEW, I actually thought the Japanese side of the bracket, it actually looks very exciting. Hikaru Shida was on commentary. She was actually there as well, which was pretty cool. So that alone will probably draw uh, Kyle Wilkinson's eyeballs because I know he's uh, just, a, just a small fan of Hikaru Shida. Just, just yeah. a small fan. Just a little bit of crush. It's all right. Um, that's, that's all right. I'm like that with Nevaeh. And then I found out that she goes out with Jake Chris. So please don't murder me, Mr. Chris. Um, <laughs> it is what it is but yeah um i just thought obviously that was what i have to mention uh not much else in the news other than the fact that wwe are essentially trying to rinse their employees have you heard about this so vince mcmahon has brought the hammer down again apparently uh wwe talents will no longer be allowed to make any monetized tweets or any kind of third party references that could lead to any kind of uh, contractual agreements or anything like that. So basically, uh, to give you a good example, Kevin Owens couldn't tweet out, oh, I'm working in conjunction with my favorite restaurant in Canada because they're good friends of mine, because that would apparently be a violation of his terms. Uh, WWE is essentially implying that they own the intellectual rights and property of these wrestlers social media now as well so obviously it wasn't just you know you can't twitch you can't fucking play video games you can't monetize that you can't get a cameo without us getting a nice big slice of the pie now it's actually stretched out to instagram twitter you know uh, and basically according to vince and the for lack of a better term media scrum that where this was announced uh if you break the violations you'll get a warning first uh, then a fine and then suspensions so uh yeah wwe bringing the hammer down even more and bearing in mind this is in a period where essentially they're uh not going to be oh yeah that was the other bit of news as well actually wwe also apparently has announced that none of its employees and particularly its talent will be getting any bonuses of any kind this year there'll be no sort of payment incentives so you know horrendous time to do it it's getting pretty shitty isn't it how it's... long until a union finally gets fucking triggered it's the 18th of February, or when we're recording anyway. 
how do you know that something's not going to happen in the next 10 months? You just had record-breaking year. That's because they're bailing out, I think. Uh, obviously, with the sale of the network to Peacock, I believe, which is via NBC, there is a very strong suggestion that overall they're preparing to sell it. Now, one thing that did interest me, now bear with me, this might be a bit boring to our regular listeners, but I thought I'd throw it out there anyway. WWE employees have been given a stock award valued at $3,000. Oh, Wow. I know, right? According to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, never heard of him before, but I'll give him a check and see if they're any good. Uh, it was noted that not every employee received the stock award, but a large number of people did. The units of stock will vest next month. Don't actually know what that means. I'm not very good with this sort of stuff. I should ask Cam. He does. Believe it or not, despite only being 19, he seems to be a whiz kid with investments. I suppose that's uh, right. It's, it's fuckboy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> boy investment sounds like his wrestling faction for life uh as oh, noted this past friday employees and staffers in different departments were told by wwe management that promotions and raises would not be given out moving forward this left many employees upset <laughs> while you don't say you don't say uh, while there was no word on how this latest edict will last the belief then was that the decision was made over the last several weeks out of financial prudence stemming from the fourth quarter and full year 2020 earnings report that was released on february the 4th we're getting into fucking bloomberg territory over here there's no word on if the stock award is related to the edict on promotions and raises i suspect it might be um when i worked at royal mail uh, which for my many sins was a horrible horrible job i actually was given when the company was somewhat privatized they actually gave me some stocks and shares which were worth three and a half grand <laughs> um so the fact that yeah royal mail is a huge company to be fair but so is wwe and the fact that they gave me about the same that wwe are giving <laughs> a much smaller level of employees bang on my royal mail employs about one hundred twenty thousand people i'm pretty sure wwe headquarters does not have that much um yeah it's just a slap in the face no rises you know, it, apparently there's a lot of discontent going on backstage in WWE. And I don't want to make this ridiculous hyperbole that obviously, you know, AEW is going to take over and all this nonsense because we've heard this before. But I tell you what, now is a really good time to strike if you want to make WWE feel it because they are all over the place backstage. And people are saying, you know, oh, well, Vince McMahon made all this money. Yeah, but the problem is it, it does kind of feel to me like they're getting off a sinking ship a little bit. Any thoughts on that? I mean, like I say, a good time to strike. We have three of the biggest other promotions in the world. You know, there's kind of the like that. Door. Oh, fuck. That is so fucking dumb. I hate it. They stole it, was it off inevitable. of Tanahashi. They stole it off of Tanahashi, let's be honest. Yeah. He said that was... like three years ago. Uh, I fucking hate it. The, the, the door has been kicked down. The door was always open. It was... Mm, anyway, but we have Impact, we have New Japan, we have AEW. They're all doing like a, I don't know, a three-way dance or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, it's getting eyes on all three products. Like you said, Impact had their highest viewership since Kenny Omega first appeared on their show. It's almost mm -hmm. 200,000 viewers which is incredible and now if wwe is all over the place why not why not kick them in the dick while they're down vince is obsessed with the dick anyway so that's very true yeah i 
it's a shame in a lot of ways. I actually feel sad because I still feel that WWE overall has the best product. I do. I really believe that. I think that NJPW, it could be argued, has probably the best pure wrestling. I think Impact is the most overall entertaining show for me. Um, but I think as an overall entity, you know, I'm never going to stop watching NXT, particularly what they're doing right now. You must be heartbroken about what's going on in the Undisputed Era, mate. I <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the era in general or just Kyle O'Reilly because it's the end he, of an undisputed era. Man, man, what's Bobby Fish going to do whenever he comes back? Is he ever coming back? <laughs> yeah, really. He's well. I well, I don't even know what's wrong with him this time. I, I've got to say, this shows you how valuable Bobby Fish is because you just know if Bobby was here, Bobby is the glue that brings everybody together. And we all take him for granted. But while Bobby is gone, Kyle and Adam cannot play with their toys fairly. And now they've just fucking completely lost it. And ultimately, when you were a kid and you were arguing with one of your siblings, you know, who wouldn't pick up their sibling and brain bust them on the steel steps as payment? <laughs> That's how it works. How it works in my fucking house. <laughs> I, I had a mean eight-year-old brain buster, dude. You don't even know. Oh, mate, fucking literally anyone who even so much as looked at me funny when I was in primary school got a sharpshooter. And like, you, I've just forced the sharpshooter on people. Like, I was not a very nice child. Um. <laughs> no, I, uh, mine was the spear because, uh, like, you know, Goldberg, well, it was more so. No, I guess. But I've had a You're about WCW. To give Goldberg a bit of love there. <laughs> well, I had WCW NWO Revenge when I was a kid. Um, I didn't have No Mercy. That I had Revenge first. So, what a you know. game. That that's do you know what? Spoiler alert, shocking hot take alert. That's better than No Mercy. It's better. Yep, one hundred percent. Much better. You've got to play as Booker T, isn't it? Have you yeah. ever played uh, WCW Nitro on the PS2? I haven't. No, I've heard that the shit. That is phenomenal, though. especially when you get to pick Alex Wright. So there's a, a screen selection. Don't know if I'll be able to find it for the big screen in this bar, but uh, there's a, like a screen selection thing. And every time you would select a wrestler, it would come up with a little promo video for them, and like they would tell you why you should pick them. You know, so obviously you, you'd hover over Booker T, be like, "Oh, Booker T, sucker, pick me if you want some Harlem Heat, yeah," and all that kind of stuff. And Alex Wrights is the best one because he's like, yeah, yeah, I am German. And if you pick me, I guarantee you, we will get a win. Yeah, wonder kids. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? It's really, really fantastic. Do you know what we should do? We should just mug off State Wrestling Address and just have an hour a week where we just play shitty old wrestling games and stream it. <laughs> I mean, I, st I still want to pick up Battlegrounds, dude. I'll wait till it's like 10 bucks, but I still yeah. want to try it yeah, because... I'm not uh, paying any more than like five dollars for that pile of shit i've seen it but it is one of those games where i think oh, i would like to play that so we'll have to do a podcast tell you what ladies and gentlemen if you are listening maybe you're checking this out on youtube let us know if you fancy uh listening to me and carl and also watching us uh, go for our, some old video games in terms of wrestling or maybe even playing a few of them and recording it we'll stick it on the youtube for a bit of a giggle why not there's plenty of fun to be had but yeah, I think I might get Battlegrounds, but only when it is filthy cheap in the ground. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like dirt cheap, when they're, when they're practically giving it away. Microtransactions in that game are disgusting. It's actually it, quite appalling. It, but. it bothers me because uh, I just watched uh, another YouTube video from uh, one of the shows I watch regularly, and he put up a gameplay of WWE All-Stars. Do you remember how much fun All-Stars was? Yeah, well, that's what I was hoping that Battlegrounds exactly. was going to be like it. And then actually, it just turned out to be, well, frankly, a shit version of it. So, but yeah, like I say, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear us talk about some video games, why not? Because we're nerds after all. 
Um, not really much else left in news other than the fact you might have heard uh, early this morning it was reported that Conan uh, had been hospitalized due to a kidney issue. Um, he had a kidney transplant back in 2007. Uh, there were no other details to Conan's condition, but it was reported as a very serious situation. Uh, Hugo Savinovich, who people will obviously remember as the former WWE announcer, uh, and also is the current AAA-R announcer, which is another reason why I continue to follow that amazing product. Um, he reported that apparently he tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Um, but according to this report that I've just pulled up, uh, at this moment, he is out of danger and hopes to be given a medical discharge between today and tomorrow to be able to continue treatment from home. Conan is in our prayers as his family, and we wish him a speedy recovery, said uh, Hugo Savinovich. So, yeah, uh, Conan, I'm afraid, getting to that sort of latest status in life, isn't he? Now, you know, nobody's ever immortal, and... It's kind of weird because when I was a kid, Conan was this, you know, what a beast he was of a, a thug, dude. Yeah, man, he was a bad motherfucker. I still remember him on an episode of Impact Wrestling when he he said to that girl, he's a shut up, white girl number five, generic white girl <laughs> number five. Like he didn't give a fuck, mate. And what I loved about him is the reason that LAX was so good, the old incarnation, the OGs, even the newer stuff with LAX, of course, that we saw with the rivalry of Eddie Kingston, who, by the way, was just amazing in that rivalry that's because Conan fought tooth and nail with creative to make that happen and that was in a time when you know fucking Vince Rousseau and Dixie Carter and everybody else was trying to fucking ruin this wonderful beautiful blossoming you know promotion in TNA and he just fought so hard to ensure it and he, he does rub a lot of people up the wrong way because he is kind of like Mexico's answer to Paul Heyman in a lot of ways, except the difference is, at one point, he was a megastar of a worker. He was even touted for a rivalry with Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan was WWE champion, and he was in AAAR. Like, people don't realise how much of a big deal Conan was. Like, he was a massive, massive deal, and still is to this day, and he's actually responsible for so many people. Can he be a bit of a gangster and a wheeler dealer? Absolutely, but I'll tell you what, he's always been good value for money in my book, so... We wish him a very speedy recovery. Yeah, kidney stuff is, I mean, first off, kidney transplants are incredibly difficult to maintain because, like, the rejection rate is incredible for most organs, but, like, kidneys and hearts are particularly complicated. Um, kidney problems, uh, diabetes can give kidney problems. I remember before my dad passed away, his kidneys were starting to shut down. He had to do dialysis, wow. which is, you know, artificial kidney filtration. Yeah. like that shit is terrifying and like you say he's getting up there in age he's no uh no spring chicken anymore so you know i hope he can recover from this he's obviously a fighter one of the greatest wrestlers to ever come out of mexico so hopefully he can uh i don't know turn the gun sideways and murder or something i don't know just get better going ahead that yeah, was a sensitive yeah, no, I, I, I do love Mexican wrestling, as everyone knows, and I love Mexican culture. I'm obsessed with Day of the Dead. I have a, I actually, just before pandemic, I've got a huge Day of the Dead tattoo planned, you know, but it's what it is. We wait on that, and that's not a big deal right now. But, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where, and also a lot of the guys I've spoken to, I know people who have worked in Mexico now, and they've said to me that actually it's a very difficult place to get the right medical treatment unless you are, you know, a big star. There is a real big disparity between the rich and the poor over there. And although Conan is doing pretty well for himself, he's not, let's just say he's not an affluent man by any means. He's hardly a billionaire, although he is doing pretty well for himself. And 
yeah you you see that and you just it just makes you realize that life is actually a lot more precious and fragile than we realize so yeah just uh just because you're getting old you know we all fucking well basically father time is undefeated that's pretty much all i have to say about that um that's pretty much it in terms of the news. A uh, little side note, Minnie McKenzie is officially signed for the NXT UK brand, which is obviously uh, quite a big deal. Um, according to uh, Alex McCarthy, who reported it for TalkSport, one of the big reasons why she's only just signed for the brand is because she wasn't obviously comfortable, you know, obviously was speaking out. Her ex, Travis Banks, obviously was involved in the company and it wasn't until he was fired that... She felt more comfortable with the idea of working for that promotion long term, but it's very exciting. Apparently, Triple H himself has actually seen her and is really hot on the idea of her being quite a big deal. So hopefully, um, we're going to be getting to see a lot more of Minnie McKenzie. I actually took the time to watch NXT UK's episode from last week in preparation for this week. Mako Satomura was on it, wrestling... Uh, um, I forgot her name now. That beautiful woman who looks a bit like Scarlett Johansson, the Scottish lady. I forgot her name. Uh, Elsa Dawn? Isla Dawn. Thank you very much for reminding that. me. I should know that. That is terrible. Um, <laughs> she would kick my ass. But yeah, no, Mako Satamora's on it now. There was a real heavy women's presence. Piper Niven was wrestling. you got Rampage Brown on there now. Shaw Samuels. Like, Actually, they've done a lot of work to really make it look quite good. There are still a couple of entities on there where you think... Mm-hmm. But I think people should try and look past the overall nature of speaking out in terms of what it's done for this brand, because obviously never, ever, ever forget anything that's been mentioned. Obviously, we want to follow through and make sure that wrestling is a safe environment. But there's a lot of great talent here. And I don't think the talents like Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray and Zy Brookside and Mako Satomura, for Christ's sake, we're talking about one of the all-time greats, okay? Then you've got Volta and Ilya Dragunov, you know? <laughs> Sean Samuels and Noam Dar. There's some real talent here. And there's some depth to it as well and i don't think that they should suffer because of the actions of some fucking egypts but congratulations minnie mckenzie you know that's a really lovely thing to hear because she went through the mill a bit she was very much uh kind of at the center at the forefront of a lot of everything that was going on with speaking out she was one of the real big names and that must have taken an incredible mental toll for so for her to achieve a dream and become a part of the nxt uk roster is not only very exciting but also thrilling for someone like me who's met minnie mckenzie she had this amazing tag team run uh, where she, her and Pete Dunne were best friends <laughs> and Pete Dunne hated her and, <laughs> and he wouldn't touch her. He was like, oh, just leave me alone. I kept pushing her away. And they used to come out to, you got a friend in me uh, from Toy Story. And it was, it was just, you got a friend in me. Yeah, it, was, it was just oh. that. And like, she'd come out and she'd try and do like, the bruise weight stuff. And he's like, what are you doing? Stop fucking get out of the way. And like, I actually saw a great match where she tagged with all the British Strong style and they all came out and they're all doing like their pose and and she's like oh can i join they're all like go away <laughs> it's just she was very much how jack tushingham aka aaron cruz is to us <laughs> it was very good fun so yeah uh really excited about that and i just hope there's going to be that little nod one day maybe a backstage interview pete dunn just walks past and goes oh. <laughs> he even put up an emoji of him throwing up <laughs> i saw that yeah yeah, it's great. It's great fun. And you know, obviously, they love each other dearly in real life. And I know Pete Dunn has done so much and has really stood out 
um, as the kind of, you know, the forefront and the center of British wrestling, European wrestling, and has really led the way for how you should conduct yourself properly as a professional wrestler. So I've got all the time in the world for Pete Dunne. And the hilarious thing is he's the one who looks like he's probably going to murder you the most, other than Dexter Loomis, obviously. Oh, yeah, uh, other news as well. Uh, Austin Fury has been found. He is alive and well. He was found in his pants with a fanny pack and apparently a T-shirt, a crop top that said vacay, <laughs> which is a little bit alarming. <laughs> Um, are we sure I heard this? I know you're not a huge cultaholic fan, but I heard Tom say this because he's my favorite. He's hilarious. But he's like, maybe it's Dr. Lewis wearing an Austin Theory suit. I'm like, I... He's I, wearing he, his skin. Yeah. Dr. Lewis is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, because it's Austin Theory, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> um, hey, did you see how happy Johnny and Candace were? Johnny Gargano's heel run right now is one of my favorite things in all of wrestling. He is hysterical. The fact he tried to get that bird fired a couple of weeks ago for saying the word Kushida just amused the fuck out of me. He's like, right, that's it. Regal's office now. And he looks at the camera and goes, you, you come too. We're going to watch somebody get fired. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's amazing. Anyone who doesn't like him as a heel, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, it gives you literally so much range. Like, oh, he's, he's just fantastic. Is there anything you I, want to talk about, mate, before we wrap it up? I mean, I was definitely... You want to gush I, want over? To, I want to stay on Johnny Gargano for a second because everyone knows he's my favorite wrestler in NXT. He has been forever. And, like, when he started turning heel, I was a little apprehensive because he just has that natural baby face, right? It was the kind of same as Sami Zayn. And both of them surprised me by having incredible <laughs> heel runs. Sami Zayn stuff right now, the conspiracy theory stuff, is oh. fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's unreal how good it is. And Gargano's the same with the way. Share it to all the Mandalorian fans out there. It's uh oh, it's just it's so good. I miss his old, I miss Rebel Heart. I miss that theme, but I, I can just listen to it to my heart's content and whatever I want. So Yeah. Yeah, we also had arguably my new favorite thing of all time, and I don't you've probably seen a gif of it. MSK with the popcorn on NXT. Oh yeah, and Beth Phoenix too. They were all in the corner, like yeah, when the women were there. That's gonna replace the Big E gif. That's amazing. That's so, and then and then Wesley, obviously, formerly Desmond Xavier, yeah. you know, a guy who has interacted and messaged us so many times to say thank you for our support, and I was just so happy. I was so fucking happy for them boys. Like, and do you know what? A lot of people sort of raise their eyebrows. Oh, they should have gone to AEW. Oh, they've gone to the big machine. They're already mega stars, mega stars from one tournament and a popcorn gif. That's what WWE can do for you when it's done right. I think that's fucking awesome. And just seeing him on the floor having a seizure with a popcorn, I just, I've never been so happy in all my life. And Nia Jax in the background being like, she's like looking at Raquel Gonzalez, like, yeah, bitch, you want to, yeah. What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> like, it's just really funny. Like, and even Beth Phoenix is like, <laughs> I just the whole thing made me so happy. And Jesus, it is hard to be happy right now in this world. So do you know what? Just enjoy your bloody wrestling. And if you don't like me ranting about AEW Dynamite on the YouTube, don't watch it. Although do watch it because I'm fucking great at tearing that show apart. And I'm never, ever, ever going to let up on the fact that Luther and Serpentico suck massive dong. They are terrible. Bad wrestlers. Bad, very bad wrestlers. Bad wrestlers. Get back in the cage. You are bad. Luther, you are a bad wrestler. Get back in there. Get back in there and learn how to wrestle. Just smack him by the nose with a newspaper. 
It, it, yeah, it, it just annoys me a little bit because ultimately, if they're looking for fat white men who can put dodgy face paint on, <clears throat> I bet I would cost a lot less than Luther. Just saying. So yeah, put me in, bro. <laughs> tag me in. <laughs> I've asked to be tagged in before on here. So yeah, Tony Khan, tag me in. I will abuse the living shit out of you for being such a scorny little dweeb, and I will also absolutely annihilate you for being a massive Donald Trump mark, but put me in, bro. Hell, you throwing money around? Put me in. I would love to wrestle some of these dirty marks. Um, that pretty much does it, mate. Anything you want to add? No, um, I, I there was more news than I thought there was going to be, so it was nice to have a nice long chat with you, as always. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. It, we don't take it too seriously, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fairly unfiltered chat. We just kind of breeze over things. It's ultimately, I feel like we do this for a bit more of the fun side of it because I spend so much time reviewing things. So obviously, it's a great chance for me to obviously uh, collaborate with my boy. Obviously, great time, uh, great chance to chat with Mister Wilkinson because I know he's very busy with working that, and also gives you guys who are listening via audio a little bit of an extra content awareness as well because I feel like you guys. Are kind of missing out a little bit and that's the one thing i want to ask actually before we leave um a few people suggested to me that they would like to hear raw nxt uh you know all the reviews that i do for the youtube channel uh and right now i'm pretty much covering everything i do cover impact aw dynamite raw smackdown uh, nxt um i even covered the japanese bracket obviously for aw hardest working man in british wrestling podcasting just saying sorry cultaholic just know, you know, you've got a massive media team behind you. It's me and a laptop. Sue me. Um, but yeah, uh, I would, I'd like to know whether you guys think uh, that's worth doing or not, because I'm happy to make them audio podcasts, but obviously it does mean that the numbers will shoot up to a ridiculous amount. We'll go from like 500 to a thousand before you know it. So it's up to you guys, but we are just 10 podcasts away now from episode 500 of the Wrestle Plug. That is going to be a whopping great celebration of all things that are Wrestle Plug and wrestling. Just a ridiculously hilarious, chaotic party of fun. So we're going to be answering all your questions. If you want to know over the four years, if you want to ask us anything at all personally, send them into WrestlePlug at WrestlePlug via a DM. You can email them to us, WrestlePlug at gmail.com. Let's get ready for a big old party. Should be a right laugh. And who doesn't want to have a big party in such a dodgy world like we have right now? Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, this weekend going to be quite a special little podcast dropping if i do say so myself and if you haven't mm-hmm. checked out the promo video for it i'm not going to tell you what it is go and watch the video you cretins i don't put in all this work for nothing watch the option c video on a youtube channel and then mark out underneath otherwise you just have to wait till sunday in it carl wilkinson thank you for joining me for the state of wrestling address the state of it uh thank you for having me my friend i am I mean, we do have Elimination Chamber this Sunday, but I think I'm looking forward to the podcast a little more, to be honest. Elimination yeah. Chamber should be good. That'll be better. Yeah, Elimination Chamber is all right, but this is like, you know, this is this is the mecca. And I would argue this is actually one of the biggest ever podcasts we've had, uh, and obviously a real testament, because you think about all the different people we've spoken to and the different shows we've done and the amazing interactions we've had. 
it's very exciting to see that we're still able to find another level on these kind of things so hopefully you guys will enjoy all the content don't forget we will be covering the elimination chamber not only will that be available obviously on the youtube but that will also be available once again as an audio podcast as a rule of thumb major pay-per-views and the state wrestling address will still always be available via audio everything else will also be available on youtube along with all of these amazing reviews and everything else so loads of content going through on the youtube and like i say once we get to 300 it's giveaway time but from myself Aaron x and from carl wilkinson thank you for joining us at the wrestle plug sports bar it's time to clean this fucking mess up and get ready for another chat next week take it easy gang and we'll catch you very soon for more content from the wrestle plug